0: Were never dare, although you vow to
1: I be the- welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please, I'm trying to reach 1,000 subscribers, so anything would help. But here's where we'll start. So Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns make it to their first NBA Finals since 1999. This is Chris Paul's first NBA Finals. Now, the knock on Chris Paul has always been, you know, he can't make it to the big dance. Uh, When he was with the Rockets, that was his first time in his career that he even went to the conference finals. You know, Chris Paul has always, he's always been on that list. You know, the Carmelo Anthony, the Dominique Wilkins, the Steve Nash. Incredibly talented players that just couldn't get over the hump. Hell... Those players I just named haven't made it to the NBA Finals. We know how great Melo is, Hall of Famer. We know, or future Hall of Famer. We know how great Steve Nash is, Hall of Famer. We know how great Dominique Wilkins is, Hall of Famer. Yet, and still, they've never made it to the NBA Finals. And Chris Paul was on that list, and a lot, and and for a minute, man, if it, it, it felt like everything was in Chris Paul's way to accomplish this goal. And I mean, from injuries, from bad beats, from 3-1 collapses, from bad teammates, man. It just felt like everything was against Chris Paul. Hell, there was a There's a funny thing going around saying that there was a Chris Paul curse. As far as he can get as close, he can, he can get so close to the conference finals or the NBA finals. And then it just falls apart. And... This year is different from many most years, man. This year the the gates opened up for him. And I'm I'm and I'm not saying that to say Chris Paul got lucky this year. What I'm saying is every, you know, like like I said before, every NBA finals is shaped on some type of injury. Every single one. Whether it's in the finals, whether it's before, every single NBA finals is shaped on injury, but it's the team that Whatever team adapts to it first and adapts to it best is the one that wins. And, hell, the you know, congratulations to the Suns, man. The Suns, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say this. I knew they were going to be good this year because of what we saw last year uh, towards the end of the season and the bubble, and then getting Chris Paul. If you look at Chris Paul's resume, every team he goes to gets better. So I knew they were going to be good. But I didn't think they were going to be NBA Finals good. And I didn't think that they – it's different – like like last year. You knew the Heat – I mean, the Heat were good. They, they had a lot of uh, fortunate circumstances happen to them or other teams. But you didn't think that they were good enough to win the NBA Finals against the Lakers, against LeBron, against AD. You didn't think they were good enough. However, this Suns team – is good enough to make the NBA, I mean, to win the NBA Finals. And you can't put it all on Chris Paul, but a lot of this is Chris Paul. You know, and I say, I talk about this all the time, fit matters. And when, when people hear me say that, a lot of people, let me say this, when I say that it's usually in, in it's usually talking about rookies coming in the league and wherever they get you know, drafted or wherever they they go, that's usually the fit I'm talking about. But fit also, also works for older veteran players. Chris Paul, the fit Houston was probably the best team he's ever been on, but it still didn't work out. Hell, the Clippers was probably the second or first best team he's ever been on, with a prime uh, Blake Griffin, with a prime DeAndre Jordan. With, you know, Karam Butler when he was still all right. With with Matt Barnes. You know, those were great teams. Yet and still, he just couldn't get over the hump. Whether it was injury, whether it was 3-1 collapses. It just 3-2 collapses. He just couldn't get over the hump. Why is this team, the Phoenix Suns, such, so different as far as outcome? For, for Chris Paul, for the team. Two reasons. One, because he's going to a team full of younger players, but the most important thing is they're listening to him. They're, they're willing to listen to him. Hell, you heard story. We've heard stories upon stories that Chris Paul is not the easiest person to, to, to deal with because he demands a lot from you. It's kind of like the Michael Jordan effect, not saying that Chris Paul's Michael Jordan. Don't hear me say that, but it's kind of like the Michael Jordan effect. It's hard Playing with Michael Jordan because he's going to demand the most out of you. He's going to bark at you. He's going to yell at you. He's going to berate you. But he's trying to get the best out of you. And, of course, his logic is, well, if you can't take it from me, your teammate, how are you going to take it from an opponent? How are you going to take it from uh, uh, away fans? You know what I mean? So one thing that's really helped Chris Paul this year is he's he went to a team that wants to listen to him. And – he he also went to an incredibly talented team with with Devin Booker who is a who is a borderline superstar with uh Deandre Ayton who was a former number 1 overall pick. The, the this team was built the, the, you know what it is? This team was not built around a player. And that's what you you don't see, you see that a lot. You see like I said when um the the Bucks, we'll talk about them in a second. They're built around Giannis. Uh, the Lakers, they're built around Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Um, the Phoenix Suns not built around anybody. It's just it's just a good team. Shouts out to James Jones, the 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 uh, GM. They're they're just built. He built a great team, not around a player, not around Chris Paul, not around Devin Booker. They built a great team. And this team listens to Chris Paul. This team wants to be led by Chris Paul. They understand how good Chris Paul is. They understand that Chris Paul will go down as one of the greatest point guards ever. So they're open to listen. The problem with the Rockets is James Harden wasn't really willing to listen to Chris Paul because Game Harden felt and feels, which he's entitled to feel that way, feels that he is... Above Chris Paul, he's better than Chris Paul. And why do I need to listen to Chris Paul? Not saying that they just butt heads all the time, but there's a level of of connection that you can get from a player if you want, if they want them to have it, and they don't want that connection, there's always going to be a gap there. Hell, that's why you saw you know the infamous video of Chris Paul putting his hand out and then uh, James Harden slapping it down. Like you you want it, you have to be willing to be led. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying James Harden's not. I'm just saying him and Chris Paul were butting heads. Hell, you you saw it once Chris Paul or you heard it once Chris Paul was traded out for Russell Westbrook. So the one thing that's one thing that's helping Chris Paul is the fact that you're going to a younger team that wants to listen to you, that that's open to hearing what you have to say, that's open to hearing your criticism, that's open to hearing your praise, that's hope. That's open to hearing your leadership because they want to be led. You know what I mean? And number two, because of Monty Williams, first and foremost, I believe Monty Williams should have won the coach of the year this year. Shout out to Tom Thibodeau. I'm not, you know, uh, he, he had a great year, of course, with the Knicks. I just feel that what we're seeing from the Suns and what we're seeing from the last two years, honestly, or the end of the bubber to now, I think Monty Williams should have got it, but – it is what it is. You're getting – you, Monty, you know, Monty Williams coached Chris Paul back in the day when they were in New Orleans, and Monty Williams is a great coach. He's just had some – he's some had some rough bump start. you know, rough starts, you know, or rough rough places. I told you last episode when we were talking about Chauncey Billups, uh, the episode before when we were talking about Amey Oduka, Black coaches don't really get. First of all, black coaches don't really get set up, uh, set up in the best positions a lot, and also, black coaches have the shortest leash leash of all coaches as far as. Look at Tyloo, Tyloo, he gets them to. The, uh, Tyloo when he was with Cleveland, Tyloo with LeBron. Coaches his butt off, gets him to the NBA Finals. They lose. No, they win one. Next year, they lose. The next year, LeBron James is gone. He doesn't even make it to the halfway season before he gets fired. And and it's, you know, team, an NBA champion, Ty Lue, NBA champion coach, gets fired not even halfway through the NBA season. What, two years after making the NBA Finals? It's like black coaches get, have a shorter leash. And Monte Williams has had some tough breaks. He's had some tough breaks in life. You know, we know about his wife. Um, and it just, there's something to be said when the perfect player gets paired with the perfect coach. I mean, look at, look at Golden State. Shouts out to Mark Jackson for, for building the infrastructure. As far as you, you built up Steph Curry, you built up Klay Thompson, you built up Draymond Green, but it took Steve Kerr to unlock that offense that maybe Mark Jackson couldn't unlock. And now, I mean, we the, the history is his, you know the history is written for Golden State and that team. And I'm happy for Chris Paul, man. I'm happy for Chris Paul. I'm happy for for Monty Williams because, like I said, both of them has gone through a lot from from Chris Paul in high school with his with his with his grandfather to you know his his height so his height's always going to be uh, a problem um, and of course the injuries we know about when they were up three two against Golden State when he was with Houston and the hamstring injury of course we know about the collapse when he was with the Clippers against the Spurs you know it, it, it's just it's just been a rocky road and now Chris Paul has found himself. Off the list uh, with the Carmellos, with the Jane, with the Steve Nashes, with uh, Ju- uh, uh, what's his name, George Girving, with uh, Dominique Wilkins, players that were great, great players, just never made it to the NBA Finals, and now we're gonna see if he's able to win it, you know, uh, and and if he doesn't, I think, I think a ring will do wonders for Chris Paul's legacy. I and and we always talk about legacy. Oh, this is a legacy game, legacy this, legacy that. Chris Paul, whether he wins a ring or not, is 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 gonna go down in my opinion as a top as a top ten. Let me say this. If he wins a ring, he goes he's top five for me. For me. You have to me. You have to put him on the lists with Magic Johnson, with Steph Curry, with Oscar Robinson. You know, to me, he he he's top five because without the ring, without the ring, he's top ten in my opinion. But it's hard for me to put to put Chris Paul over some people because you know not having the ring. However, I'm not. What, what what people people go to the extreme, bro. Like people say, oh, Chris Paul's not that good because he hasn't won a ring. But then other people say, oh no, Chris Paul's a, a top two. I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. Now I'm not saying that Chris Paul is just gonna fall out of my like graces or anything. I like Chris Paul. Um, I think his his antics are a little crazy um, on the on the court. But you do what you got. I mean, it's gotten him to the NBA Finals. So so shouts out to Chris Paul and the Suns. For making it to the NBA Finals, uh, definitely well deserved. And I, I'm not I'm not taking this win away from them, but I will say this: I think this series, as far as the Clippers and Suns series, was the first series that the that the Suns have played where an injury really affect the outcome. I no, I don't. Even with Jamal Murray, I don't think that the Suns would have would have beat the the. I mean, I think the Suns would have beat Denver. I just think that Denver doesn't, even with Jamal Murray, they don't have enough scoring um, or defense, honestly. And I, I don't think Jamal Murray being gone would have changed the fact that Aaron Gordon was playing like garbage uh, and nobody else really was was there to score. So I, I don't think that, I think even with Jamal Murray, the Suns would have still beat the, the Denver Nuggets. But – It's hard for me to see how this series went, to see how Paul George played, how Reggie Jackson played, how Morris played a couple games. It's hard for me to see that and then think if they didn't have their best player, which was Kawhi Leonard, the series would have been different. I mean, it went to six games, and – to be honest, with you, it could have won seven, but I just think that the Clippers ran out of gas. I mean, you're coming off of a seven-game series with Dallas. You're coming off a hard-fought six, uh, coming back with a six-game series from uh, who they play second round, um, Utah, and I think you just ran out of gas. But that and that's nothing. That's nothing against the 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 Phoenix Suns. I just think that if you had Kawhi, a healthy Kawhi Leonard, I just think that the series would have been a little different. But it wasn't. So congratulations and shouts out to CP3 and the Phoenix Suns for making the NBA Finals. This is the first time since 1999 the Phoenix Suns has has made it to the Finals. And I honestly don't think they've ever won. I know 1999, I believe. No, I don't think they've ever won it. So this could be the Phoenix Suns' first time winning. So shouts out to them, man. Moving forward. Oh, I don't I don't I don't understand this Bucks Hawk series. I don't understand this Bucks Hawk series, man. I, I talked about last time. Of course Giannis is out with a in the knee. Fortunately there was no structural damage, so he could come back. It's just time you know, it's no time overturn, but he could he could come back. And it it doesn't require surgery, so so that's that's a blessing. Of course, with Trey Young, he us the bone bruise. Both of them, of course, missed Game Five. And I just one reason why I don't understand this series is because everything that's not supposed to happen is happening. Uh, the 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 Atlanta Hawks are not supposed to be; they they weren't supposed to win two games. Again, this is the same Atlanta Hawks that were that was under five hundred at All Star game at, at All Star break. This is the same Atlanta Hawks team that had a coaching change mid-season. This is the same Atlanta Hawks that, ha- that have no all-stars, no NBA, pl- no all-NBA players, no all-NBA defenders. No, I think actually they may have an all-NBA defender. Uh, I think they have Clint Capella, and I think he was on the second team. But they have no all-NBA players. They shouldn't be, they shouldn't have had a lead in this series. They shouldn't be up in the I mean no, they shouldn't have two games in this series. The 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 the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks they shouldn't they shouldn't they shouldn't have been down uh 1-0 in the series. They shouldn't have they shouldn't have been tied up 2-2 in the series. They shouldn't be up right now because Giannis being out. They shouldn't be up 3-2. This is just every Everything that's ha- that's happened in this series was not and is not supposed to happen, but it is. Hell, on paper now, with Giannis being out and with Trey Young being out, the the Milwaukee Bucks still have the better team. You know, you still have Drew Holiday who had a big game last night. You st- or other the other night, you still have Chris Middleton who had a big game the other night. You had Brooke Lopez and Bobby Porter's who both had career highs. They they are on paper still the best better team of the you know of the series. However, you don't know what you're gonna get night after night. Are you gonna get the smart Bucks team, which you know your seven foot Brook Lopez go to the rim? Like I mean, he I think he went like seven for nine the first half because he was just going to the rim, dunking, get, getting layups because he's seven feet. Or are you gonna be the 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 hard headed Bucks where all you do is take threes, even if you're not making it? Atlanta are you going to be the Atlanta of the other uh, a few nights ago where you couldn't be stopped you were just ripping and running even without Trey Young you were ripping and running shooting threes Bogdanovich was having having a career night Cam Reddish was 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 good or are you going to be the Atlanta Hawks that we saw the other night what game five where they couldn't shoot to save their life all they were doing was turning the ball over everyone on the Atlanta Hawks was bad but from Lou Williams to to John Collins everyone was bad it's just I, this series is hard to gauge man but now we're now we're here now we are at um now the the series the the Milwaukee Bucks is up 3-2 and i don't know <laughs> i don't know man i I would say that Milwaukee Bucks could Because, like I said, even with even even with Trey Young being out, even with uh, Giannis being out, I feel the Bucks have the better team as we saw the other night. But I I don't know what we're going to get. It's hard for me to predict this series because everything that's happening is not supposed to happen. So, and I said this. I said, I said that even before the series, I didn't think it was going to be a long series. I thought that the Bucks were going to win in five, uh, but that was also with Giannis uh, and Trey Young playing. So I think you might see Trey Young next game, seeing as though if he can go with that bone bruise, seeing as though I mean you're down three two, it's pretty much all in the line. You have to win two games. Not to mention, I don't think we're going to see Giannis for the rest. Of, but I don't know. Giannis was up. Giannis last game, he was standing up the whole time, jumping around. I, I don't know. I don't know. Giannis is a freaking nature. There was a bad hyperextension that we all saw it. So I don't know how the hell this man is just is just getting it. But I don't know. I do, I don't know. I I, I guess my prediction um, tonight is there is the Bucks are going to win, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Trey Young. I, I I don't know. This 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 series is just is just it's tough. It's tough. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's move forward. So the biggest news, the the biggest, biggest news uh, this week was the NCAA ruled that they will allow players to make money off their likeness. Uh, This comes off the heels of the Supreme Court overruling and and ruling against the NCAA for uh, allowing players to, you know, get get educational uh, benefits as far as scholarships, computers and stipends and stuff like that. And it got me thinking. You know, we, we're hearing now now players are gonna be able to get paid with off their likeness, and it doesn't have to go through the school. I know there was two twin basketball players that are that are young ladies. They've signed deals already. Um, it's this has to happen. This had to happen. This had to happen because the expansion of just well, first this should have been happened. First, let me say that this should have been happened because. Again, and I, and I talk about this all the time. These players make these institutions so much money, but they can't see any of it. And and that's that's me. Is uh, I'm not going to say what it is. Uh, it's modern day. Let's just say the S word. But they're making this the institution so much money, and they can't benefit off it. They're still a lot of these players. Whether you see them in prime time, they're still going to sleep hungry a lot of times. So. This is this is huge and this is so important. And again, this hat. Why you're asking why this is happening now? Because sports is expanding, man. Uh, the, in the 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 football game, NCAA football, that's coming back. So we know that's going to be a lot of lawsuits if this wasn't passed. The NCAA they're expanding, or the NFL is expanding to 17 teams, uh, 17 games. And the NCAA more than likely is going to have a 12-team playoff uh, in the in the next year or two, meaning that these college football players are going to be playing more games. It's just more well, meaningful games. At that, it's it, it's just this had to happen. NCAA is expanding. You can't keep expanding and and working and and having your participants work harder. Then and and still not get compensated. So shouts out. I know it's it's crazy for me to say shouts out to the NCAA. uh, And uh, yeah, man, for finally doing the right thing. Now, how this how this continues to grow moving on, we'll have to see. But it's kind of got me thinking. Who would have benefited the most? You know, this that question was kinda kinda getting flowed around, so this is an original thought. But who would have, who would have benefited the most? What I wanted to do is I wanted I wanted to do the ten players, whether college football or college basketball, who would have benefited the most from being able to be paid? Who would have maybe been paid the most? Who would have definitely got deal? Like I wanted to send get the top ten players that would have got, that this 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 rule would have helped them tremendously, or they would have benefited the most. Now this this list is not the greatest uh, greatest football you know players in college football or college history. So you're not gonna see no no Kareem You're not gonna see no Bill Russells. You're not gonna see some Herschel Walkers. This isn't that. You're not gonna see no Jim Browns. But This is just the list, whether it's due to social media influence, whether it's due to how they changed the game, whether it's due to uh, their exposure. This is my top top 10 list of players that would have, that of course they're not going to, but would have benefited the most from the new ruling of of the NCAA. First off, let me start with number 10, Steph Curry. Steph, what Steph Curry did for lower, lower majors and stuff, you know, for Davison, is nothing more miraculous. People forget. People understand. People don't understand. Nobody knew Davison. Nobody knew what Davison was. Nobody knew where Davison was if it wasn't for Steph Curry. And the fact of his magical run in the NCAA tournament just solidified. You know, Curry went from being – Somebody that wasn't wasn't highly recruited wanted to go to Duke, but Duke didn't want him, so he went to Davidson, the only school I believe that gave him a scholarship. He went from that to being what a game away from being in the Final Four in the NC. I think it was his sophomore or sophomore or or junior year. See what Steph Curry did. Steph Curry put his school on the map. He didn't just put the NCAA because again March march is the most important time for the ncaa basketball at least because of course march madness you know most eyes are gonna see that but it's also important for a lot of schools because a lot of people don't even know these schools exist and it's like oh shoot so because they want to get to march madness one you get a you get a pay pay increase and and stipend everything for the school but you get exposure. A lot of people didn't, don't know about Winthrop. A lot of people don't know about Holy Cross. A lot of people don't know about Loyola. And a lot of people don't know about a lot of these schools until they make it to March. They're like, oh, let me see. Like, Sister, Sister Jean, nobody knows about these schools until, oh, shoot. Like, nobody really knows about Florida Gulf Coast. When you think of Florida schools, you think of, of course, University of Florida, maybe UCF, uh, Florida State. You don't really think of Florida Gulf Coast. But but now they're cemented with the whole Duncan. So what Steph Curry did for Davidson and for the NCAA was huge. Of course, his that run that he did or that that they had in the NCAA tournament was crazy. I mean, him dropping forty, him eliminating teams like Georgetown, uh, him going crazy. I believe they beat West Virginia. I don't know, but I know for sure it was Georgetown. And they came this close to beating Kansas. So, to me, Steph, number 10 would have been Steph Curry. Number 9 would have been Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, because he was, to me, one of, I'm not going to say he was, but one of the first successful double sport athletes. He played double sports in Kyle and in the professionals, of course, baseball and, and, uh, baseball and football, and he did the same thing at Auburn. Playing, but he did a lot of things at Auburn. I think he played baseball at Auburn. He ran track and was a was a world record holder, and of course football. Bo Jackson would have made that team, that school so much. He made that school so much money because he was a freak athlete. He he was one of those players that he could have landed on my most gifted if you if I did all 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 sports. But Bo, what Bo Jackson meant to Auburn was I think Bo Jackson. We'll talk about someone in a second, but. I think Bo Jackson was probably one of the most important players to ever go to Auburn because of putting that. I'm not going to say he put them on the map, but he made that school a lot of money, especially in a time where it, it was tough being African-American and, and, a, and an athlete. You know what I mean? To be Af- to be African-American and to be a a, a successful athlete in multiple sports is 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 nothing short of miraculous so i think bo jackson would have been number nine number eight my johnny Manziel. we john the johnny manzel craze was was huge you know we know how big it was especially when he beat alabama and he even got in trouble i think he got in trouble for like signing autographs and stuff like johnny Manziel was a walking a walking celebrity in college because, you know, we're going to a smaller school and man. See, the thing about Johnny Manziel is I'm not saying now this is only college. I'm not saying, you know, his, his NFL career or whatever should affect this, but Johnny Manziel was one of those players that could have benefited greatly because again, nobody knew, Where'd he go to Mississippi state thing to Mississippi state? No, Dak Prescott went to Mississippi state. I don't remember where he went, but Johnny Manziel was, he was just different, man. And, and the thing is he carried himself differently. Not saying like he Tex text A&M. He went to Texas A&M. He just, he, he was a superstar in college. Uh, kind of like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield didn't make this list, but kind of like Baker Mayfield. Kind of like, um, yeah, pro- probably Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel kind of a good comp towards each other. So I think, because hell, he got in trouble for signing autographs. That's how big he was in college. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I think Johnny, Man- Johnny Manziel finishes eighth on my list for people that would have benefited the most from uh, – uh, from being being able to be paid by your likeness. Number seven, I have Vince Young. What Vince Young did, what Vince Young did at Texas, was nothing short of amazing. First of all, he wasn't that highly recruited, um, and he he took down a dynasty in USC. Nobody expected Vince Young to. To, to be as good as he was. Nobody expected Texas to be as good as, as, as they were. Of course, Texas is always a powerhouse, but when you're going up against someone like USC and the 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 guns that they had, yeah, nah, you, no, one, no one expected that. Not to mention, Vince Young was a superstar in college, and kind of like Matt Liner. Now, Matt Liner was bigger, and he didn't make this list, but Matt Liner was bigger. But Vince Young, I mean, he beat Manliner. Like Vince Young, what what? The what Vince Young did for Texas, kind of like what what what? Uh, kind of like what Anthony Davis did for for Kentucky, kind of like what what? Uh, what's his name? Um, Michael Beasley did for Kansas State. What Vince Young did for Texas is nothing short of – he improved – he he put – I'm not going to say he put them on the map because everyone knows what Texas is, but he brought them back to powerhouse status. Because before Vince Young, of course, Texas had their run, but there was a lull in Texas. Like, like nothing was really happening in Texas until Vince Young got there. And, he, hell, Vince Young <laughs> – we remember how good Vince Young was in NCAA football. Uh, the the video game. Imagine Vince Young getting paid off that. Bro, Vince Young was almost a cheat code. Now he wasn't as bad as 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 Vince. Uh, what's his name? As Michael Vick, Madden, but Vince Young was a cheat code. So I have Vince Young at number eight. At number seven, I have Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony bringing a championship to Syracuse as a freshman. Well, some like we remember that one? Of course, you had Rakeem, Hakeem Wark, but it was Carmelo's show. Carmelo was the best player in college basketball, and it wasn't even close. Like again, and Syracuse is one of those, also one of those teams that benefited tremendously off of, of course, Jim Beheim and Carmelo Anthony. And they've still benefited now. Of course, they haven't won since Carmelo. And I think Carmelo has won their only championship as far as basketball. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But Carmelo Anthony was the best player when he was there, was the best player in college basketball. And it wasn't even close. It was not even close. As a as a freshman, realize he only stayed one year in college. One year, and he got them and won them a national championship. Carmelo Anthony is eh, – Carmelo Anthony would have benefited greatly because of the endorsements that he could have got. I mean, he could have got a Jordan deal. He could have got a Nike deal. He could have got a TV deal. Who knows? But – and I said he – and the thing about all these players is they would have gotten this. Like, don't don't fool yourself. Steph Curry, even though he went to Davidson, what he was doing tomorrow, he would have gotten – yeah, what he was doing in the regular season too, dropping forties almost every night, he would have gotten that. Bo Jackson, come on now, Johnny Manziel. I mean, he got in trouble for for signing his autograph, or or allegedly signing signing autographs. He would have he would have benefited greatly. Vince Young, come on, come on. These players, all these players on this list would have made some type of money. Uh, what were good enough? Were special enough? Were important enough to their team and to the NCAA? They would have gotten these deals. Uh, number five, I have Cam Newton, bro. Cam Newton. Can people forget Cam's Newton? Cam Newton's run. Cam Newton's. Now, of course, we all remember the 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 long road that he took. Of course, he went to Florida and was behind Tim Tebow. Of course, he was um, he went to JUCO, won a national championship there, uh, and then came to Auburn and won a national championship against Oregon in Auburn. But people forget how much of a superstar he was when he was in college. As for let me say, when he was in or- when he was with Auburn. Cam Newton could not be touched. He's a Heisman winner. I mean, Johnny Manziel is a Heisman winner. Vince Young's a Heisman winner. Uh, I think Bo Jackson's a Heisman winner, I believe. But Cam Newton was the best player in college football, and it wasn't even close. Like, that was it was one of those things where I don't know if you remember during that draft process. It's kind of like you remember like this year. Or like like with with the uh, Trevor Lawrence. Remember how they always talk about who's going to go two on. And there was really no oh well, you know we don't know who the the Jaguars are going to pick at number. No, there was nothing like that. We all knew it was Trevor Lawrence. Now of course there were some people that I don't know if they're they're uh, they're sold on Trevor. they were just doing that for clicks. Like everyone know Trevor Trevor was going. The same thing. It was the same thing for Cam Newton. Everyone knew. Every single person knew who was going number one to Carolina. It was going to be Cam Newton. Cam Newton brought so many eyes to the NCAA. Brought so many eyes to Auburn. Brought so many boosters, so many fans, so many endorsements because they he was box office. Because if you really look at that team, they had a good wide receiver and a good but. I, no, they had a good running back. But outside of that, they didn't really have much. It was Cam Newton carrying that team. And, yeah, Cam Newton would have I, – I, I, Cam Newton, maybe more than a lot of these people – well, of course, I'm at five. But Cam Newton would have benefited greatly from – he would have been – God, he would have made so much money because of how – how, and not to mention his personality. Most of these people, outside of a few – have good personalities, and his personality would have got him a deal alone, you know, the smile and and talking to everybody and, and being upbeat, his size and stature. I don't know if you've ever, for people that have ever seen Cam Newton in person, this man is huge, and I mean huge, and, no, oof, pause, <laughs> but it was, that's a big dude, bro, and, and, he was the best thing in college football at the time, in college sports at the time, and it wasn't even close. So number five, I have Cam Newton. Number four, I have Tim Tebow. Everything I just said about Cam Newton, double that by two with Tim Tebow. T- Tim Tebow, I mean, Tim Tebow still gets jobs today because of his, because of his, because it ain't. he still gets jobs today because of his tenure in college basketball, college football it's not because of his NFL record, because he wasn't that good in NFL. He wasn't really good at all in the NFL. He maybe had, like, a good stretch, maybe a good two games. But he wasn't good. Tim Tebow will arguably go down as one of the greatest college athletes ever. What he did at Florida was, I mean, was second to none. I mean, we know about the inspirational speeches and winning a national championship with Urban Meyer. Tim Tebow... Was different when we're talking about college athletes. College, you know, Tim Tebow will go down as arguably one of the best, not the best, but one of the best college college players ever, and he will go down in history as one of the most important Florida college players ever. And because of that, but a lot of the, the the thing outside of Steph Curry and maybe Johnny Manziel, the thing about these players is they go to big big institutions. You know, Johnny Menzel went to Texas AM, Bo Jackson went to Auburn, Vince Young went to Texas, Carmelo went to Syracuse, Cam Newton went to uh, Auburn, and Tim Tebow went to Florida State. I mean, Florida. Yes, they went to big institutes or institutions, but these players were bigger than the institutions. You can ask Steph Curry in there. He was bigger than Davidson. Bo Jackson, when you think of – People were talking about Bo Jackson, not Auburn. People were talking about Johnny Menzel not texas a and m People were talking about Cam Newton, not Auburn. People were talking about Tim Tebow, not Florida. Now, that Florida team had some monsters on that jump, but they were it was led by Tim Tebow, and Tim Tebow would have made so much money in college because of he of course with the whole uh spiritual thing and religious thing. Plus, he was a good college football player. I'm not saying he was a good NFL player, but he was a good college football player. He was a, he was an all-time college football player at, at quarterback. And to me, he would have benefited greatly, man. So I have him at number, what, four? Number three, I have Zion Williamson. Now, before people go crazy like, wait, Zion? Do you remember Zion and Duke? bro? Zion got President, former President Obama to to come to a game the game that he blew out his, his his out out his pg's it obama was there bro zion was box office bro there would be there would be nba games there would be nfl games there would be huge nfl breaking news huge nba breaking news and sports shows would lead with what zion did last night bro there was a counter Zion dunks. I, you remember that Sports Center? were doing those. We're doing a Zion dunk counter. They. It seems like college game day that year was always wherever Duke was, and that's now. Don't get me wrong. Duke also had R.J. Barrett. Duke also had Cam Reddish, but it was because of Zion Williamson. Zion, bro, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson looks like nothing we've ever seen. From his, his size, paired with his, his athleticism, his his strength, his speed. We've never seen anything like Zion Williamson. The fact that a player like that went to college and went to arguably one of the biggest institutions in college right now, and that's Duke. Yeah, no. And not to mention how much endorsement. How many, bro, there was, bro. Do you know how many how many people knew absolutely nothing about Duke but knew about Zion Williamson and would just watch his games because they wanted to see something spectacular? Because of Zion, again, people people would talk. There, there was multiple games where R.J. Barrett had a better game than Zion Williamson, but Zion Williamson still led with SportsCenter because it was, he was box office, and all these players are box office, man and Zion would have made so, bro, Zion is Zion Williamson again people were talking about Zion they weren't talking about Duke even though even though Duke did lose and to Michigan State and and everything in the I think it was like the Elite eight or, or final four or something like that but yeah man Zion Williamson would have would have made so much money he might, and, and this I don't I don't, a lot, all these players may have made money I don't know I, I'm just saying legally that he would have made so much money now because of this new rule. So I have Zion Williamson at three. At number two, I have Reggie Bush. First and foremost, the, the campaign is going on. Give Reggie Bush back his Heisman trophy. He didn't cheat. Give Reggie Bush back his Heisman. Come on, NCAA. You're, you're, you're getting it right with paying players. Now get it right with getting Reggie Bush his – his. give Reggie Bush his Heisman. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush is one of the greatest college athletes we've ever seen. To me – He's up there. I would give him maybe top three as far as college college af- college football players. What Reggie Bush did at USC is nothing short of Reggie Bush was so good. He made us forget about Matt Liner a lot of times. Matt Liner was on the team, and Matt Liner was in Matt Liner was another great college football player. But Reggie Bush Reggie Bush was doing things on that field that has never been seen. And the thing is, Reggie Bush is huge. Reggie, not not saying height, but like Reggie Bush is a big back, and he was he was doing things, bro. He man, he was doing things on that. When I seen him run that ball, <laughs> he was doing, bro. He was he was doing things on that field. That 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 got him to. Bro, you don't see a lot of running backs getting the Heisman. I think the last running back that I can remember to get the Heisman was, what, Derrick Henry? I don't remember. But you don't really see them getting Heismans like that. Reggie, and the thing is, it was a clear cut. Like, there was no question who should have got that Reggie. Reggie Bush, man, look. Reggie Bush, to me, will go down as the top three greatest college football player ever give that man his Heisman he deserves it in college where he would have made so much money especially being on a big being at a big market school like USC And in fact quite as is kept he's one of the big reasons why it's a big market school him Matt Liner uh Pete Carroll the, at the coach at the time he's one of the biggest Reggie Bush is one of the biggest reasons why USC is considered a powerhouse Reggie Bush bro Reggie Bush that that's Reggie Bush to number two. I have Reggie Bush and number one, I could, I had to do the fab five, the fab five. I, I couldn't just put one player. It had to be the fab five, Jalen Rose, Chris Weber, Jawan Howard, Uh, the, the fab five. I say the fab five because the fab five, not only changed Michigan, they changed college basketball. They changed Nike and 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 how Nike promoted and, and 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 how athletes wore Nike, the Fab Five changed college basketball. You know how you know how we say Steph Curry changed changed the NBA. Fab Five, the Fab Five changed college basketball. Because, again, Jalen Rose, Juan Howard, Ray Jackson, Jimmy King. They, the, those five, they were a brand. That they, and they didn't even, they knew it, but they couldn't get paid for it. We remember the famous line, Chris Webber saw his jersey, you know, saw his jersey being sold. And he was, he was struggling to feed himself. Bruh these these the, back in the day those jerseys were making more money the fab five jerseys made more money than most nba players the fab five was more popular than most nba players the fab five brought so much money to michigan brought so much money to to the ncaa and more importantly they brought so much money to nike we know about the harachis we know about the black Sox, we know about the the longer shorts that was the Fab Five: Jalen Rose, Jawan Howard, Ray Jackson, Chris Webber, Jimmy King. It there was I don't think college basketball would not be as big as it was if it wasn't for the Fab Five. Which, by the way, another play, give them back their banners, give them back their wins. With this whole rule change now, give them back their wins. And the thing is, it's not the fact that they they did it. It's the fact that I think they're saying Chris Webber pretty much lied about it. But give them back their banners. Put them banners back up. The Fab Five, even though they didn't win a national championship, they were one of the greatest teams to ever play college basketball. They were one of the most important teams to ever play college basketball. They would have brought – and these players – and you saw the Fab Five documentary. They all struggled. To, to figure out how to eat figure out what transportation like they struggled yet and still they were making Nike millions the NCAA millions Michigan millions hell they even made bass, they even made NBA money when they were not even in the NBA because of course the shoe sales and, and NBA players buying her ride, like they made NBA money off their backs and they didn't get paid nothing or they shouldn't have got paid anything I don't know if they did or not so my list is Steph Curry, Bo Jackson, Gen- Johnny Manziel, Vince Young, Carmelo Anthony, Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, Zion Williamson, Reggie Bush, and the Fab Five. I couldn't, I guess I had to cheat in the last one, but the Fab Five I consider as one entity instead of multiple players. So those those players, I believe, would have flourished and, and benefit the most off this new NCAA uh, ruling. Now... Moving forward, I hope that it just you know I hope that it, it continues to stay. I hope that nothing gets changed. I hope that it just makes it more important. I mean, no, it makes it easier for players to get money off their likeness. There should be no reason why a number one overall recruit can't get paid, but the school is going to get paid off them. You know what I mean? So, shouts out, and I, and I, I hope that this this rule only improves. You know what I mean? So, and lastly, before we go. Uh Shakiri Richardson uh could miss the Olympics uh after failing a drug test the other day I think yesterday I mean 2 days ago um and it wasn't like she wasn't she wasn't taking steroids she wasn't taking like performance enhancer it was weed Now I'll say this First and foremost it's, it's still crazy. Now I understand that Tokyo has is, is operating differently than of course the United States, but it's still is crazy to me how she didn't get busted for any performance enhancing drugs. In fact, she got busted for a drug that's supposed to make her slower. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't get it. But um it sucks, man. I hope that She's not banned I hope that she's ever I think they're saying that It could be a one to three month ban Which would definitely disqualify her From being in the Olympics Cause I think it starts in less than A month or something Uh And I just I don't know man I don't I don't know I don't know how I'm not judging Don't get me wrong I'm not judging her at all I just don't understand how We haven't come to the time Like Look, I don't smoke, man. I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke anything. Um, but, and I don't judge anyone that does it. And if you can, if you can link weed to her, imp- like being better than the rest, then all right, cool, finer. her, suspend her. But there's no link to that. It's it's just weed, and I say it's just weed. I don't smoke. I'm not a proponent of smoking i'm not i'm not i don't smoke so i'm not saying do it hey you do you do what you want to do but if if there's no if there's no if it doesn't enhance her ability to destroy people like she did like if she's destroying people because of weed i get it but there's no link to that so why does it matter so much not to mention League is legal in pretty much majority of the United States. So what's what's going on here? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I hope I hope that she's not I hope that she's going to be able to race. I hope that it's just a uh a uh, I don't know. I just hope that she works so hard um to get to the Olympics to to get to the Olympic trials we know about, you know how hard she had to work. So I hope that she's going to be able to be rewarded and not be taken away over something like weed, which has absolutely nothing to do with her performance. I would understand if it's perform-enhancing drugs, but it's weed. Again, I don't smoke, but it's weed. It has nothing to do with her performance. So why would, I don't, I don't get it, bro. I wish nothing but the best for her, man. And there you have it, man. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I think this is a short one. Cause I kind of hit you on the head with an hour and a half last time, but I appreciate y'all. Um, if you want an unpopular podcast shirt, long sleeve sweater, hoodie joggers, the link is in the description below. Hey man, go get you, go get you your unpopular podcast hoodie t- or unpopular podcast merch today. I know. I know they look sweet. I know. Uh, also please subscribe to the YouTube channel and trying to get to a thousand subscribers. So anything would help again. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. That has been today's episode on Popular Podcast. And until next time, much love. Oh, 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 oh,
0: oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, bitch, you lied to my face and I believed it. Oh, I believed it. I believed it. No matter what I do, you never leave me. Uh, never leave me, never leave me Now you gone uh, So long uh, Now she's gone So long Woo. I put my foot on the gas as soon as I heard the news They said that I'm creeping on you, touching you that shit ain't true Well that same chick been texting me and FaceTiming I was acting like you buggin' just for asking about it Please say it ain't real, please say it ain't real You said these men ain't loyal, never thought that I'd be one I put you on top, but I thought the watch, you know I showed you all VS your neck, we run up a check, but none of that matters at all uh-huh. You said oh, what I'll be, I said we only love a friend. You told me put some respect on your name, you said i I a you grown for the game You told me I never change, you said all these niggas the same How could I ever put this on you like you're the blame But you lied to my face and I believed it Said, no matter what I do, you never leave me, huh. Never leave me, never leave me. Now you're gone. Huh. So long. yeah, 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 yeah. I know you gon' listen when I stop talking, and you're gonna miss me when I start walking. You start looking for me when I stop watching. Drive each other crazy, but I still want you still want your crazy ass and all your more swings still want you but I'm moving on. know think gone to my phone is getting old and asking about who that is and how I even Shy, open the banks, said But you lied to my face and I believed it Ooh, I believed it, I believed it Said no matter what I do, you never leave me huh. Never leave me, never leave me, now
2: you're gone Well okay Oh I know you like to laugh, but I don't keep you right inside well, Tell me is it worth it, I ain't perfect Know it, that I ain't been a nice guy All the time, that's the way that life it goes Back when shit was cheaper than the price it rose You clean your sheets and wipe your nose I've seen the heights, the lows Girl, you put me through it But all that shit you told me like I'm stupid I ain't stupid Got a new crib, few bitches I beat the system Shit, I left the church and found religion Cause I ain't been wrong in so long And it feels so right No fight Shit come and go like cold light and as soon as I'm gone, it's so frightening I know you think my shit is poison, but it's no rising. Cause this here I put my whole life in, babe I give the right incentive and I might behave but Otherwise I'd see you later right this way That's why I'm not the type to stay no more